Welcome to the Inspire the Vibe podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Amber. We started this podcast because running a business can feel lonely at times, like you're on an island. And the truth is you're not. There are so many people out there experiencing the same peaks and valleys that you do. And every week, we'll be interviewing one of them, an inspiring, enduring, and driven business owner just like you. We're so glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. On this week's episode, we have the pleasure of talking to Quentin McCorvey. He goes by Q. He is the social media specialist for the Arizona Cardinals football team. Quentin came to Arizona from Twinsburg, Ohio, a small suburb outside of Cleveland. He is going into his third season with the Arizona Cardinals and his sixth season in the NFL. He started his career at Miami University, the real Miami in Oxford, Ohio, and then went to work for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is currently the youngest person running social media in the NFL and absolutely loves what he does. We are so excited to hear more from Q on social media and how it's used in the NFL. Welcome, Q. Thank you so much. What a introduction. I appreciate it so much, guys. How are you guys doing today? We're, We're doing, doing good. great. We're doing, yeah. I, I love podcast day because we get to meet somebody new a lot of the time. Um, oh, look who joined us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're dog people q how about yeah. you huge dog person i have an american eskimo back home in cleveland uh her name is precious and she oh. is, just had her 18th birthday so she oh. is still going still my little precious that's <laughs> amazing oh if they could only all live that long and long yes 100 percent. love her to death so amber had said and we were chatting earlier that when you were you when you were a kid you probably didn't say I want to do social media when I grow up but social media has been a big thing I'm sure since you were a kid since you are the youngest person to be running social media in the NFL I mean that's a huge accomplishment accomplishment that's great yeah it's super crazy like you said did not grow up wanting to be a social media person considering there was no social media not until I was really in like seventh eighth grade where MySpace and Facebook started popping up um, but yeah, I, I think like every other kid, I wanted to be a football player, baseball player, teacher, doctor, everything that you can think of, but never thought that this would be the path for me. And it's been a pretty amazing one to say the least. Yeah, it's definitely not something that we imagine, but what a, what an amazing way to get eyes into some of the most exciting stuff that's happening in professional sports. So how did yeah. you get into social media? Yeah. So not the normal background at all. I went into college really wanting to do, go into pre-med. I was a pre-med major, pre-med kinesiology double major when I went to Miami of Ohio. Miami University, but we say Miami of Ohio so people don't get us mixed up. And I was, uh, my goal was to be in sports surgery. I really wanted to go osteopathic surgery, kind of work with ACL tears, a little bit of that kind of stuff. And two, two and a half years in, I really just kind of took a step back and realized I didn't have a passion for it. And medicine and going into surgery was not the right profession to be in if you didn't have a passion for it, considering the amount of schooling and money as well. <laughs> so kind of took a step back and kind of reassessed myself. And I've loved sports since I've, since I was a child and played every sport imaginable. So I wanted to stay in the sports world and was lucky enough to find Miami had a major called the SLAM program. It was sports leadership and management. And I fell in love with that program. And 
I got really lucky when I was at Miami. I was blessed to meet my boss, Kyle Crone, who gave me an opportunity to really step into this industry. And he pretty much opened the door for me. And I was started as being a coach's video assistant for practice and just holding the camera and pressing record probably 300 times of practice. And I liked it, liked being in the sports industry, but it was not for me. So I asked for a little bit more responsibility. And from there, I started creating highlight tapes. And it was pretty much a lot of self-taught from there. Kyle taught me a lot in my whole upbringing. And I really didn't do social media at Miami either. I was just kind of working in the sports industry. Did a lot of internships. I did an internship with the Greater Cleveland Sports Commission, where Maddie Ice helped me up a whole lot getting breaking into the sports industry a little bit more. And then after leaving Miami, the Pittsburgh Steelers had an opening for a sports for a social media intern. And so my boss, Kyle Crone at Miami, ended up being ended up leaving me at Miami and going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he let me know this job they had available. So I applied and somehow I was able to get the position. And ever since I've told myself, print yourself why you should be here. And six years later, five years later, here I am. I love that. Prove to yourself why you should be here. That That's a motto I think that we should all have every day. That is amazing. Okay, that one's definitely going to go in the notes <laughs> for the social media post yeah. right there. And I think you... I mean, I know that you have to have a certain eye for what people are going to be interested in when it comes to social media. So do you feel like you have a natural talent at that? Or is that something you just kind of think you developed over time? I think I have a natural talent. I'm a very people person. I'm very outgoing. I tell everyone I have a thousand of best friends. And I will tell them that you guys are my best friends after this show because <laughs> I'm just very outgoing. And I, I love people. So I think it's a really big thing for me where I kind of feel like I can read people very well. And I think, I mean, with our followers, we have 1.1 million followers on Instagram. So it's hard to read 1.1 million people, but we're all, I mean, as a sports fan, and I'm sure you guys are fans of specific teams, uh, it's kind of easy to know what these fans are after because it's the team. And if the team is winning, it's super easy, but kind of having a creative eye is definitely something I think I was born with and also connecting with people. Yeah. And I think our social media team will tell you that it's it's a blessing that you have a a subject, which is the team, which is the, you know, the football players and the fans that's exciting. You know, imagine if you had to do social media for a, a public certified public accountant. Yeah. It, <laughs> like yeah. It'd be a lot. Those are the challenges we give our team. <laughs> And so, I'm sure I'm sure they're able to do it because I mean that's what we we love to do. We do. as a social media person, working and connecting people, and I think that's the biggest thing that I love about my job is I and my team. We are the only connection between the fan and the organization, and the fan and the player. So we take that as a huge responsibility and an honor to be able to be the connection from fan to team, but also from team to the fan. So. It's a very rare opportunity that we have, but I love it. Okay, Q, you are a really cool guy. I love how deep you go. I seriously I, love how deep you go because it's because it's true. I mean, we feel that way about our about, and I keep bringing up our clients, but I just I'm I'm very I'm empathizing with you because I I do feel like it's a responsibility, and I love that. So you're not letting those fans down. You you're giving them that connection that they wish they had in person. 
So that's really cool. I love that. Yeah, I love it. I mean, not every fan gets to be in the locker room or at the practice facility or on the team plane. So how are we able to give them that experience without being there? We can't put 1.1 million people on the field with us at practice or in the locker room, but how do we create that conversation for our fans? And it's not just finding out the cool captions and tweeting every day what people think that I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about how, you know, there's, I, I can imagine that it's a lot easier when the fans are excited, we're winning, and we're coming off one of the most challenging seasons this organization has ever had. How do you, you're the hype guy, right? You're the good storyteller. You're the, so when it's good content and everybody's happy, I have to assume that's a little bit easier wave to ride creatively. So how have you navigated a season like this and still continuing to bring content and keeping people engaged and excited? Yeah. So it's, when you say that, it's very, very tough. The last, not this year, but the two years before that, my last year with the Steelers, we went on a 11-0 run, undefeated, only undefeated team in the league. And the end of the season crumbled very unfortunately. And then my first year here in Arizona, we went on a 7-0 run. Those were back-to-back -back years. We were the only undefeated team, top of the world. So, and then ended up, unfortunately, crumbling at the end of the year. So I've had the top of the tops and the lows of the lows. And then, so I think that's really, I've learned a lot from those two years where being the top and then also being at the bottom. So I think this last year was definitely a challenge where we were neither top or bottom, but we were bottom. We were, but we weren't having this huge wave and then crashing. So it's very tough to kind of find the light in the little things. But I think, again, my personality is finding that light and how do we portray this team in the best light possible? And I think the thing we try to do is highlight individual players that have successful games or like the little things. If a player had a certain really good game or really good stats, we kind of highlight those and also kind of trying to get to our fans and kind of keeping our fans engaged with this team. We only won four games this year. We won four and 13. It's four and 13. So it was definitely tough for 18 weeks to kind of keep our fans engaged and excited. Yeah. But we were still able with, with my team, my social media manager, our digital media manager, Emma, we worked very closely together to really kind of heighten what we were able to put out on social to really show that this team might be four and 13, but our fans are still going to be given the engaging content. Yeah. Let's talk about then that. Like, so if when you like, what is the, do you talk back to people in the comments? Like, how does that work? And what is the, I'm sure, I'm sure it's, there's some, we, we worked with the NFL. So we know that the NFL has, they have guidelines and everything that you do, but we also know the power of social media as it relates to creating a conversation, even when it's maybe in a, t a, a, you're having a tougher conversation. So how have you navigated that process of people being like, they need to win a game, like, or whatever, you know, everybody's got some comment on social media and some of them yeah. are not worth spending time on. What, or or how, did you engage in those conversations? Yeah. So there is a beautiful mix in that as well. And kind of highlighting as the Cardinals, we try to 
I've learned as a social media person not to read comments and the, especially when it's like bad on the team, just stay away from the comment section because it is, it is terrible and it will do a lot of damage to your mental health. But I've also learned that there's a balance in that and kind of highlighting our positive fans in there and kind of recognizing them for being supportive. And I think that's one thing that I've really taken with me in this last couple of years is how do we highlight our fans to a higher level? So reading comments is tough, but also you have to be able to engage with these fans because it is a conversation. I mean, we always have fans who right now it's draft season. So our fans are telling us who to draft. And it's like, I, I'm just a social media guy. It's way above my pay grade, but still we're engaging with those fans. And we did a video just last week where we asked high-level NFL media members kind of who the Cardinals should draft. And it created a conversation of who you think the Cardinals should draft. And our fans were able to get in on the conversation. We have the third pick this year, so there's not... Yeah, there's lots of possibilities, but I think our fans are kind of narrowed down to one or two people. So it's kind of easy for this conversation this year, but I'm sure once we get into the season, it's who should be playing or routes we should be running and how hard we're practicing. And it's like, I'm, I'm Q, I'm the 26 year old social media. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. I, I can't go out there and catch a touchdown, but I appreciate our fans really engaging with us because it does make it fun in times. I like what you That's- said about en- encouraging, encouraging the fans that that are positive. So it's like encourage. You're kind of teaching the rest of the fans it's the kind of behavior that we like around here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we do plenty of giveaways. We try to in- interact with our fan, our positive fans. And hey, we we appreciate you being fos- positive all this time. And we we had a new head coach, and then we had we did a football giveaway for assigned football, and we had. One fan who was super positive throughout the entire process, super positive about the coach that we ended up hiring. And we did a giveaway and we were going through selecting our winner and her name popped up and we we're like, well, she's completely been positive this whole time. And we ended up giving it to her. It was a random giveaway. And but always also we go through our fans to make sure that they are positive fans before we giving away. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Good to know. That is really good. And that's, I like what you said before about you know, there's always something good. There's always some new opportunity. And I think that is one of the core elements that makes sports so incredibly engaging is that there's always that next season. There's always that next play. There's always that, you know, what's going to happen next. And so the, the social media is really about telling the richness of the story. And the better you understand the richness of the story, then the more compelling your social media can be. So you can make it during those tough times, but yes, it might be a heavier yes, lift. Yes, it's le- definitely a tough lift, especially with football. And we only play 17 weeks of the se- or 18 weeks of the season with 17 games. And there's only games on Sundays or Thursdays or Mondays, but you have six days to really tell that story. So what we do here is we really work on and from Wednesday's kind of our switchover day where we talk about the next game ahead so wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday monday tuesday are all about the game and then wednesday we switch over to the next game so monday tuesday will be about the past game a little bit of wednesday about the past game depending on if it was a good game but you have seven days to tell the story with sports like baseball when you play 162 games it is tough to tell the story because you're playing a 16 game trip where you have three days off so the story is 24 hours and done, which is also nice on the other hand, where you can forget about the last game very easily. But football, <laughs> you got 
takes more days to think about that loss. So yeah. it, it's got its positive and its minus and con, pros and cons, but it definitely is wonderful to be able to tell that story. And and six more days of sports talk radio, uh, Monday, Monday morning quarterbacking the game every day. Yes. yes. For, till we, the next we, month. And we hear it loud and proud from our fans and here's everyone. <laughs> and the TV is always rolling and it's, it's weird seeing your own team on sports, radio and media, all that kind of stuff and talking negative. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> so Q, will you tell us some story? You know, you play at, you know, the NFL is just its own world, its own level. Like, can you t- tell us a story of something just really exciting that you experienced in your time of doing social media with the NFL? Oh man, stories. Wow. Something, even something memorable got, with you that just stayed, that stayed with you. Oh, I'll bet you do. But these stories. are the ones that the NFL will let you tell. That's, hey, I guess, so the ones I can share. <laughs> <laughs> I would say JJ Watt, the guy right there, one of the greatest players I've ever worked with. Uh, not even players, but per- people. He was the most genuine down to earth guys I've ever met. For him to be a first battle hall of famer, the best to ever do it. When he announced his retirement, I shot him a text just saying, congratulations, JJ, super happy for you. And it was the biggest deal in the world. And within an hour, he texted me a voice memo, pretty much just sharing about how much I impacted him and how well I was doing at my job and how proud he was of me. And it kind of like sent me back for a quick second and really like listened to it like three or four times and honestly started to tear up because you really don't realize how much of an impact you're making on these guys as well as the impact that they make on you. I think I generally became a better person working with JJ and we developed a really good friendship. And I think that moment when he kind of took the time out of his crazy day with, I can't imagine how many texts he had and calls and FaceTimes from him announcing his retirement, but he really took the time to send me a voice memo that I will keep with me forever. I replay it. I will replay it at his, when he gets inducted to the hall of fame, I will replay it for anybody who will listen. <laughs> but it was honestly the coolest thing I think that's ever happened. Really him acknowledging the hard work and the passion that I have for this job and saying that it really impacted him. And you know what else I hear in that too, is that you told my story well. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cause you are a storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. And you are an advocate for the hard work and the effort and the commitment and the discipline, even in the tough times that they're still putting in the time, they're still putting in the workouts, they're still putting in the effort. And so I feel like that's what he said is, Q, you told my story well. Yeah. And it's you actually exactly said that. And it was, it was perfect. I mean, it, all the hard work that we put into it as well, we had hours and hours of meetings and discussions and we go through it every single day, just like these guys do a little bit less intensive intensity, yeah. but he, he really acknowledged it. And it, it said a lot to kind of motivate me to what I'm doing has a purpose and the purpose is awesome. Yeah. Wow. That must, I got chills when you told that story. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Was, I, I sent it to my mom and dad immediately. <laughs> dad called me crying. Mom was super happy. Like it was. It is an awesome moment. That's amazing. Yeah, I I love how every single role within a company or organization or a team is just as, as important as the next. And like you said, maybe yours isn't as 
physically in, intense as theirs is, it's just as important. And I love that your teammate, you know, recognize that in you. And so it sounds like you get wonderful gifts of inspiration like that. But on a day-to-day basis, who would you say or what inspires you to keep going? Because again, you said from everything you've said, we can tell you're a really deep guy. And so I'm sure you have that. I'm a cancer. I'm a very emotional, a very emotional <laughs> person. I buy my, I buy my sign for that. But inspiration, who motivates me, inspirate, inspires me. I think it'd be my dad. Me and my dad, I'm named after him. So his namesake, he is my best friend. My love of sports really came from my father. He was my baseball coach growing up. Anything I wanted to do, my dad fully supported it. He was my number one fan. He never played baseball, was afraid of baseball growing up. And he said, all right, let's sign up. Let's get you in some lessons. And he supported me, flipped through that. And even coached me and learned, learned baseball just so he could coach me. So my dad, my best friend, I think is my biggest motivator. He continues to push me. When I need pushing, he pulls me up when I need to be pulled up and he will be sure to be by my side. So I think my dad is kind of the number one. He will always be my biggest fan. And yeah, That's Quentin awesome. Sr. Quentin Sr. I, I love that. Quentin Sr., good job. Good job, Quentin Sr. That's awesome. I love that. And I hope that you know that you're an inspiration as well, you know, on a daily Thank basis. You. I bet, I bet. You're already thinking about that, you know, with younger people yeah. around you. Yeah, I definitely, I have a job that is one of 32. Not many people in the world have this job or have even had this job considering it's so new into the social media is so new. So I continue to try to reach out to people. And when people reach out to me, kind of give them my ear, informational interviews, anything like that. I am... My goal is to inspire someone to take my job at some point. And when someone is successful enough to take it over, I will gladly pass the torch to the next. And I want someone to be able to be as successful as they can, if not in my job and whatever they do in life. So I try to inspire as much as I can. Very cool. So now I know our whole team is going to be looking for you at the game. Like, <laughs> running around down there. <laughs> running around. It gets to be a lot, a lot of steps per game. I can promise you that much. That's awesome. Well, I hope that people do reach out to you, especially younger people who are interested in following in your footsteps or learning some of the things that you've learned along the way. So how would they reach you if they wanted to get a hold of you? Yeah, I'm pretty open everywhere. Instagram, Twitter are both at the real underscore QM, not the fake one. That's my dad. So yeah, the real underscore QM are my Instagram and Twitter socials. And then LinkedIn, it's just Quentin, Q-U-E-N-T-I-N, McCorvey, M-C-C-O-R-V-E-Y, Jr. Got to specify that because of Quentin Sr. Um, but yeah, I am completely open. My email is on the website for the Cardinals. Any way you can reach me, feel free. I am an open book and ready to give some inspiration. Or Very just to talk. Cool. I love to talk, clearly. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you make a lot of connections out of this. Thanks for I joining us today. Thank you Thanks. guys so much for having me. Now we're me. best friends. We enjoyed we this. We are best friends. We <laughs> are best friends forever. I will tell everyone that my best friends got me on a podcast. Make sure we're listening. I'm super excited. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Q. Thanks, Q. Of course. Thank you guys so much. Did you enjoy that conversation as much as we did? 
If you did, make sure you hit the plus sign or follow button so you don't miss our next episode. Today is the best day to go out there and grow your business. So go kill it. And we'll see you next time.